Come aboard and bring along all your hopes and dreams. Together we will find everything that we're looking for. One Piece. Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece book club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me this week are Melissa. I'm plugging the hole with your butt. <laughs> Dave. I mean, there was only one option in this one. Melissa took it. <laughs> <laughs> is that two weeks in a row that you have been, uh, you've been sniped. sniped ahead of time, Dave? Yeah, but this, this was an obvious one, though. Sure, sure. <clears throat> uh, Theo. I'll also smash and sink your treasure. And Jason. This image is hosted at magafox.com. We can't <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. What, I, uh, what? Uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. We only right. use official sources on this podcast. Right. An unprecedented new technique. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I almost picked one of the sound effects translations. Sure. <laughs> I know some good ones in this. Yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> Yeah, which one were you going to go for? Uh, the boat one. Or is it? Or is it? Oh, no, this is the is, wrong one. Do they go like gookie gookie or something? <laughs> no, but there's the, uh, there's, there was the one of, the translation of the boat name that includes like, this word means boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kekaku means boat. Sound effects, violent entrance. <laughs> oh, Merivan Go. Go? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go means ship. Yeah. On the same page, we get our first dawn. Every week on this show, we read and discuss one volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. But since it is not ongoing still, we are taking one last week to go back and read the first two versions of Romance Dawn that Oda wrote and drew before One Piece began serialization. Back before the dawn, where it is always darkest. (laughs) Indeed. I mean, there's a lot of different dawns. There's, like, astronomical dawn, there's sailing dawn, there's civil dawn, mm-hmm. and then there's sunrise. Yeah. You know, they say red-haired at morning, sailor's morning. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. But yes. We'll get into it, but I do... I, I really am tickled by seeing two iterations of the same story... And then reading the third iteration as the first chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right. that third iteration is so good. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Refined. <laughs> Refined, mm-hmm. you need... It, yeah. Before we get into reading the Romance Dawns, I do have an email to share with you. Oh. Uh, this one comes in from Benjamin, who last we heard from was studying for the bar exam. Hope that's still oh. going well. Mm-hmm. Oh, good luck, Benjamin. Uh, ben writes in again to say, Hi, Piecemeal crew. I was recently re-listening to some old Piecemeal podcast episodes in order to tide myself over during the month-long One Piece break. During this, I noticed Jason made a reference that was not at the time an X-Mark, but has subsequently become one upon the release of new chapters. Is this oh, is no. this a sort of a goddamn Madoda? We'll get to it. Well... Okay, alright. <laughs> well... <laughs> in episode 44... When describing the Frankie family and Golly Law getting blasted by cannon fire on Annie's lobby, Jason said the drawing reminded him of Pablo Picasso's Guernica. Guernica mm-hmm. has since become an X mark. Based on the naming convention of the Goddammit Oda X marks, I propose that this is the first Goddammit Jason X mark. <laughs> T- 
Oh, this isn't the first goddammit Jason. <laughs> no, there have been a number of those. This is like the 80th goddammit Jason. Guernica has become an ex-monk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Tyler, you, you sent me a screenshot of that before recording. Yes, that and, email. And that email unlocked unlocked my One Piece laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just went... Yo ho ho and a bottle of sake, Benjamin. So thank Thank you for writing in again. Uh, I had a question for you guys that is tangentially related to what we're reading. What are some of your favorite pilot or prototype projects for things? Oh, uh, I just watched one of mine today. Good question. um, And that is the pilot of The West Wing. Oh, yeah. oh good, uh, it's, good yeah. Paul. It's such like so many like e- pretty much every main character except for the president is so well fleshed out and like within the first like five minutes of the pilot there's yeah. such yeah you know who distinct is. characters and that's well, you know and, who everybody and that's is. because yeah. when the pilot was made like they didn't think they didn't intend the president to be a major character yeah <laughs> but exactly, everybody fell in love exactly. with Martin Sheen but right. but that like that makes the pilot more effective in certain ways mm-hmm. right I mean kind of shows that like he's it's not about him like it's about all these people around him yeah exactly yeah um, and it just it it debuts so many things that like are significant to the West Wing like you know POTUS wasn't a, a thing that people knew what it meant but also like the walk and talks and the <laughs> extremely long shots of through the hallways where people are it's, it's just a, it's a mission statement for the show itself but also for the creators you know uh, techniques and such yeah mm-hmm. and you get the first stylistic decisions yeah and you get the first exposure to, to Tommy Shlomi was it Tommy Shlomi no he was the one of the assistant directors. I forget who the um, music music person was, uh, but just the extremely upbeat music for what would you could could very easily just be like a dull and drudgery dramatic thing. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. I just love it. I think Ooh. one. Um, I'm at a loss. Uh, in the video game department, there's some folks out there who will know what this means. Like every Bungie game before Halo. Like, the, yeah, I, the... I kind of want to expand the question to be like, what? what's a franchise that you have enjoyed watching refine its idea over time? Yeah. And that's like, I mean, that's not even, that's not one franchise. That's every single game that Bungie has ever made has been them yeah. trying to get their, their one idea right. Right. <laughs> and that's not a criticism. No. <laughs> uh... Dave, I thought you would say something about like Problem Sleuth and and other oh, pre homestuck works. Oh God, that's works. yeah. That, I mean, that that's that iteration is still going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you see the the establishment of all the um, Problem Sleuth, the the thing that preceded Homestuck is like it's not nearly as ambitious. It's not a dramatic story. It's almost entirely comedic and satirical, but it is very rigorously constructed. Uh, and all the techniques of humor and the ways that Andrew Hussey plays with language are like fully established for the for the stuff going forwards. And uh, yeah, I can talk about that for for a very long time. <laughs> um, but that's a that's a super good example. Yeah, in fact, you you shame me, Theo. 
<laughs> oh no, but, I don't mean to shame. But, no, you. I, 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 I deserve to be shamed. Make your heart sparkle with what you love. It, it, it does. It sparkles <laughs> constantly. But uh, um, but I am shamed for not getting to it first. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's. Uh, I apologize to you. I apologize to the listeners. <laughs> um, it's been very interesting to watch some of the. Um, and this is kind of a this is kind of a story with a bad ending. <laughs> Uh, considering where 440k has gone in recent years, um, oh. but it's been very interesting to watch like my favorite 40k authors, especially Dan Abdid, like develop his take on that setting, which he like he spent most of his career in which he became like the authority on a lot of things in that setting, like a lot of the the or versions of outset elements of that setting that we you know, that fans today recognize, like, exist in their current form because he created them, like, almost out of whole cloth back in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. And he spent most of that time, like, sort of trying to make that famously, outrageously dystopian setting, like, less dystopian, like, in the name of making it easier for people to tell stories in it, I think. And then in more recent times, after he came back from a hiatus, you kind of get the sense that he came to the conclusion, as I did, that that may not have been the right idea. That trying to make it less dystopian defeats a lot of the purpose of it and like robs it of a lot of its political teeth. And so the, his more recent work in that setting has been a lot you know, more intense in that department. It is very, very different from his older stuff. In terms of pilots, the first thing I think of is like Adventure Time and Steven Universe. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, yeah. Um, Adventure Time's a great Adventure Time's a great pull, yeah. And in terms of watching something refine itself, I I thought of um, home movies. (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) That's a really good answer. Yeah. Which I feel like refined itself. You mean the television show, not the concept. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Home movies uh, as a medium. Yes, um, but yeah, just like in terms of, I mean, visually the style sharpened up. Yeah. As well as I feel like they they kind of got the rhythm of the show down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it became Bob's Burgers. Well, yeah. <laughs> I. Hmm. As for prototypes, I'm I'm not really sure, which sucks because I'm usually like, I'm usually a repository for for a, just a bunch of pilots that that go nowhere. But the thing is, is that a lot of my favorite pilots don't go anywhere. Right, sure. They aren't <laughs> given like, that opportunity. No, yeah, but I, I I will say that I'm just a good fa- I'm a big fan of pilots. I like mm-hmm. I like especially in the oh yeah cartoon the cartoon cartoon days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm always a big fan of like watching you uh w- watching you iterate. You can only have this just this little window of time to get out your whole concept to establish and, yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get and get people in, sell people on that sizzle. You know. So right. you have to be totally rigorous about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm always, so I'm a huge fan of those, um, and I'm gonna go for a more classical pull in terms of watching a style iterate and and develop. Um, one of my favorite artists, uh, Piet Mondrian, um, oh. whom st- y- 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 you might know from like the composition in Red, Blue, and Yellows, like the the squares. 
he for the longest time when he was when he was starting he painted a lot of trees and churches and you really should check out Mondrian's tree paintings they're really something because you can see this sort of like morph like a pokemon from <laughs> the verticals and horizontals of the trunks and the branches and the awnings of the churches, they start to get more abstract and more straight up and down and straight left and right. And that starts to sort of become more free floating and, and open until they sort of reform into these like square compositions that we, that we know Mondrian for. It's cool to kind of just see, you know, a style as, like developed from like iteration uh, from just doing a just doing a lot of them right <laughs> oh okay I thought of one um, writing wise David Sedaris just released um, a collection of his diary entries mm -hmm. which before he was writing you know like short stories and, and anecdotes and whatnot as a, as a humorist he did a lot of the, the famous term diarying did a lot of that um, for years and years, and you can kind of see his writing style and rhythm develop Just as he was form over time, taking form over time, um, going through like the seventies and the eighties and a lot of drugs. Well, mostly just <laughs> me, but sure, you know. sure, but yeah. a lot of it, a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, kind of going back to video games, having played video games since I was like five sure of of and and being a a OG Nintendo kid <laughs> um starting with the original Mario and Zelda games and playing almost every single one of them <laughs> until now and just like every iteration seeing how how it's grown right what stays and what goes over time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets brought up a lot, but the From Software modern oeuvre. I was literally just about to oh, say, yeah. like, you want to talk, like, Demon Souls might be the greatest pilot of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, in a lot of ways, Elden Ring is like if somebody at the end of the movie took the glasses off of Dark Souls 2 and, oh, she was beautiful the whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go quote that to one of my friends right now. Uh, oddly enough, I didn't like the Steven Universe pilot when I watched it. Mm -hmm. Some, there was something about it that just rubbed me wrong. Like, it just wasn't for me, I decided. And so I yeah. didn't watch the show because I was like, well, I watched the pilot. I get what they're going for, but that's not for me. Uh, mm -hmm. Until I started hearing good word of mouth about it and decided to give it a go. Uh, and then the opposite happened with Lakewood Plaza Turbo, where I loved Ooh. that pilot. And then OKKO OK came out, and it was not for me at all. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, actually. You and I vibed a lot about Lakewood Plaza Turbo when that yes. came out. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it became something else that so, just not for me. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's just not for yeah. me. Uh, well, how about we dive into these pilots now? Yeah, yeah. This is your pilot uh, speaking. A, a captain is like a is like a sea pilot. <laughs> yeah, right? in a, a sense, a pilot of the waters. First and foremost, how do you guys like this Jolly Roger? 
Which one? Ooh. There's a lot of <laughs> There's them. There's so many. This first one. The very the first arms. cover page. On the cover. Oh, it's, it's the two arms? It's... Yeah, I'm glad that he loses the severed arms later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like the severed arms. I don't like how, like, thin it, like, it, I don't know, it's, it's more of a grimace than a grin. Yeah, every, everything it's about like, it is yeah. bad. It looks, it looks like a flag <laughs> that would fly on Thriller Bark. Sure. The eyes are too big. They're staring into, I, <laughs> they're, they're staring into <laughs> my soul and I don't like it. <laughs> Yo, I think because <laughs> I'm looking at the comparison between this and the official straw hats jolly roger number yeah. one yeah. there's no the jaw and the in the official one is simplified mm-hmm. like there's no there's no mandible u shape connecting and the eye sockets are a lot smaller they're just inside this big sort of bulbous yeah sphere this looks more like luffy's actual skull um <laughs> i like it because i like um it looks more like a classical Jolly Roger than I would expect to find mm-hmm. in in actual pirate days. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more of a of a symbol of death and not like a symbol of pirates are cool. Future of the world government. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Cool pirate. This their flag means death. This one, <laughs> right? Yeah. This yeah. This one As... is yeah. You are gonna starve, and I'm gonna cut off your arms, and I'm gonna wear a good hat while I do it. <laughs> incredible fashion. Yeah, I was I was gonna say this looks like one of the flags that they would have made on that episode of <laughs> Our Flag Beats Death where they make flags. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so this version of Romance Dawn begins with a large pirate crew psyching themselves up as they approach a village while a much smaller boat floats nearby. And in it, Monkey D. Luffy, a boy in a straw hat, gets excited when he spots the pirate crew's Jolly Roger. He's got three Jolly Rogers. Yeah, on his little dinghy, he has a number of Jolly Roger flags stacked on top of one another. Got Rogers on Rogers on Rogers. <laughs> got four, actually. Yeah. I'd read that fanfic. Well, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> ah. I've basically gotten that promise. <laughs> I didn't end up taking it, but I know what it would have looked like. Over in the village that they are headed towards, the villagers spot the approaching pirate ship and identify it as Crescent Moon Galley's crew. Sorry, what? Crescent Moon Galley. You sure you don't mean Crescent Moon Gyari? Uh Crescent Moon Galley. Okay. <laughs> I so this translation I love a lot. Yeah. Because it's it's definitely one of those like Keikaku means plan ass translations. You know what I mean? Yes. Hundred percent. Gali just because they, I assume because it's like a guy's name, they assume it's just Gyari, but no, it's yeah. Gali. Yeah. And later we're gonna meet someone named Shiraku. Yes. <laughs> oh, you mean Silk. Silk? I mean Silk. By that I mean. Oh. Silk. But the but the translators didn't connect that because it's like well it's a person's name so well i wouldn't have either so (laughs) yeah but i like uh so much of this because it's those scanlations that like they put they leave the um autumn the original like kana automatopias in with like in the margins they go sfx excitement (laughs) dawn bazoo you know what i mean zap pow Mm mm-hmm the village headman is basically a Toriyama drawing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, this guy yeah. fits into Dragon Ball pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. yeah, Toriyama drawing with a, uh, we'll say Groucho Marx mustache. <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah, we'll yeah. Say that. Mm-hmm. He suggests that everyone just hand over their possessions. 
to avoid conflict with the pirates because they're a small village with little in the way of protection. Uh, however, one woman in the village named Silk, or Shiruku, uh, but I'm going to go with Silk. I'm going to go with Silk. <laughs> draws her sword ready to fight. Everyone else it, tells her to shut up. This is Nami with a sword. This is yes. blonde-haired so like Vivi. Nami slash Toshigi. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, slash it's a bunch Vivi. of different elements. Oh, is yeah. she blonde? Co- combined in one character. She is blonde, yeah. Okay. It, it feels like if you combined Nami, Kuina, slash Toshigi, and Belmere into one character and gave that character Zoro's position in the story. Right. It's Also a little bit of Ace. A little, little bit, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. And a little bit of Frankie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She is an interesting vector point for a lot of ideas into One Piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, before deciding to just read the manga, I was trying to decide if we should watch, because there are animated versions of both of these. Ah. Really? Um, yeah, they, they did special episodes to <laughs> basically filler, but they animated <laughs> sure. these side stories. Um, but I decided not to because in this case, this first one, um, they decide to try to work it into the narrative of One Piece. Um, uh, no, that's like mid weird. midstream. It's very no. weird. Okay. <laughs> that's not how that works. No. So basically, I mean, Luffy gets separated from everybody else and has this adventure and then gets back with them at the end of the episode. And meets the no. characters that are proto-versions of his crew? Yeah, it's really weird. That's really strange. It's a weird decision. I don't know, Chief. I mean, that seems like that seems like prime fodder for, like, a heat exhaustion dream. Yeah. Sure. sure. Like, we... You don't... We don't need to, like, weave this into the tapestry. We can... We can accept an iteration as an iteration and yeah. accept a sketch as a sketch. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just like, like, look at this. This was really cool. And then it became something else, and that's good too. But, you know, there's value in both things. Mm-hmm. Trying to kind of thread that needle, though, uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, all that just to say that in that version, she's blonde. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to answer your question, Jason. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, the villagers all hide as the ship approaches, but the only person who hops off of it is Monkey D. Luffy. Oop. Prior to it reaching port, Luffy boarded the ship, beat up the whole crew, and tied them up. He says that he would have left them alone if they hadn't attacked him. He also refers to Crescent Moon Galley as Weird Beard for his pencil-thin crescent mustache. <laughs> so thin. I think this takes us back to what we learned previously of beard and mustache. Yes. <laughs> having Just being uh, facial hair. Oh, right. Yeah, the yeah. word hige or something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. We also get a proto Bigfoot in the face <laughs> drawing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Galley claims Luffy has made a powerful enemy this day, for he is a man that will someday enter the best three. Okay. Mm. Like best three One Piece episodes? Yeah. Or... <laughs> I'm going to um, be top three anime betrayals. Yeah, I, I I wonder if this was the beginning of the idea of the four emperors, or if this is, like, the three great powers. King of the pirates. Right. I, yeah, I could see that. Uh, Luffy got bored of listening and wandered off. Mm-hmm. That's the Luffy I, I know. love that that consistent characterization. <laughs> yeah. Luffy was pretty well defined from the get-go. 
In, Although I don't know that I would expect him to just board a random pirate ship and beat them all up. Like I guess they did attack him. Yeah. But... The village headman sheepishly approaches Luffy, thinking that he's a mighty pirate, and directs him to the closest restaurant, forgetting that Silk is waiting in there, poised to attack. Well, after convincing her that he's not an enemy and sitting down with some food, Luffy explains to her that he intends to become a peace main. This is a word. Welcome to Peace Man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no. Peace Book Club. Huh? Yeah, I'm Peace on Main. You know, it's still no big deal. <laughs> He's fully Peace on Main. Yeah. According to Luffy, there are different kinds of pirates out there. The violent oh. pillagers are called Morganeers, and Peace Mains are adventurers who fight the Morganeers. This is fascinating lore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello. I, yeah. I like this a lot. Uh, Luffy wants to make a crew of peace mains to have adventures with, though he also claims he's no ally of justice or anything like that. Baka. (laughs) (laughs) I know how he feels about justice. Uh, He asks Silk if she has a treasure and goes on to explain that his straw hat is his treasure. And we hear about Shanks, who is is unchanged down to the detail, pretty much. (laughs) He's got, I mean, first panel, he's got that manic laughing energy. I just love (laughs) it. Yep. It's a very familiar Shanks flashback, very similar to the one at the beginning of One Piece. This might be the most unchanged thing. Yeah. I think. (laughs) Yeah. There is some different information in this story, though. Uh, well, yes, some. The gum gum fruit apparently came from the illusion tree. Which blooms once every 50 years, isn't that what they said, right? Yeah, at most. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) How, how are there so many devil fruit users, <laughs> if that's the case? Uh, there's also no Haguma in this flashback, but there is still a sea monster rescue scene, uh, as well as a conqueror's hockey scene. Yeah, it plays out the same. Yeah, yeah. Also, the devil fruit doesn't have, like, swirlies on it. Yeah, no, that hasn't been decided yet. Apple, yeah. It's just an apple. Gross apple. <laughs> uh, the flashback also concludes the same way, down to a very familiar handoff of the straw hat wanted to do a really good uh, comparison here, or wanted to showcase how good this the scanlation is. Mm-hmm. It, I love the ones that, like, capture sort of, like, Japanese linguistic artifacts that you only really hear in, like, spoken anime lines that, like, don't really translate well. For instance, Luffy going, Eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, it's so good. I love it. Love it just to, love it to pieces. Full Tim um, Allen. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're Allen. huge home improvement fans over in the land of the rising sun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Silk has actually heard tell of red haired Shanks and says that he's a legendary pirate and has never heard a bad rumor about him. Mm. Which in her case, I think is her like kind of recognizing that like, oh, peace mains, pirates who are cool guys. That makes sense, considering that he's a pirate who I've never heard anything bad about. Right. Etc. Uh, she tells Luffy that she is a pirate's child, but was abandoned as a baby. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Galley and his men manage to free themselves and are on the hunt for Luffy in town. Silk continues her story, explaining that she was left behind during a pirate raid, but even still, the village took her in and raised her, harboring no grudge against the child of their enemies. Oh. I sense a lot of X marks in this thing. <laughs> so many. <laughs> uh, after leaving the restaurant, 
Luffy and Silk are confronted by Galley and his men. Though Luffy's already entirely forgotten about them from earlier. <laughs> the goons attack, but Luffy makes swift work of them with his stretchy gum gum powers. One of the goons has hair that uh, makes me think of... Um, oh, I can't remember his name. One of Buggy's guys, the the acrobat, not the lion guy. Uh, Kabaji. Kabaji? Yeah, with his... Like, the stripes. Striped ska hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> Galley shoots Luffy in the gut, but of course, being a rubber man, he's completely fine. Yo, the, oh, he, ar- he already had panel. Yeah, yeah, he he already had the the drawing of the his gum gum powers down. Just yeah, the <laughs> the panel of the bullet hitting Luffy bouncing and like you know sticking out his backside his hat flying mm-hmm. off him sort of smirking sort of his eyes shadowed by his hair he was really satisfied with this pose because he <laughs> used it again mm-hmm. he, I, I don't have it in front of me but he probably used it in the main comic yeah yes no there's oh, yeah. there's a lot of panels in both of these versions that are just like wow that was fully formed in your head huh yeah <laughs> yes uh, from the get go <laughs> here's what I'm surprised of when when told Luffy is uh, ate the gum gum fruit and can't will never be able to swim for the rest of his life, and he's like, uh, or eh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he that's in Romance Dawn one, the second Romance Dawn, which we're going to talk about, and in the uh-huh. official comic of him going like, what? That yeah, that panel. <laughs> that panel is the same <laughs> across all three. He's like, I got it in one. Yeah, Galley and his men flee, and Luffy makes chase, but is caught by the townspeople who mistake him for a marauder and tie him up. <laughs> the scanlation is great here because it's just him going, what? With no, uh-huh. with no yes. punctuation. It's really yeah. good. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Silk tries to rescue Luffy, but she is defeated by the galley pirates. And the other villagers, realizing their mistake, surrender knowing they can't defeat the pirates. The villagers turn over their valuables and Luffy to Galley in the hopes that he'll spare the village. This mayor ain't no poodle. <laughs> I, I am unimpressed by this mayor. Certainly no how, whoop slap either. How unboodle no, of sir. him. Yeah. <laughs> Galley, mocking Luffy, grabs his straw hat and drops it on the ground, threatening to step on it. Uh-oh. This is a mistake. Mm. This mm-hmm. is a huge mistake. Ooh, that's the Luffy button. Don't hit that. Luffy chomps Galley's entire calf in his mouth. And in retaliation, Galley stomps on the hat anyway. Uh, The Galley pirates toss the tied-up Luffy into the sea and set sail away from the village. Silk dives in to rescue Luffy, who wastes no time chasing the pirates. Fucking Galley wears the straw hat on top of this Yeah, he puts his hat on his head. (laughs) Yeah. It's a trophy. Uh, Yeah. Just, oh, well, never mind. We'll get to it. (laughs) Uh, Luffy climbs up to a rooftop, and using a nearby clock tower, Gum Gum rockets his way to Galley's ship. Amazing. She's like, don't you need a boat? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is my boat. I don't need a sharpshooter either. (laughs) Uh, He takes back his hat from Galley, saying that he'll be taking back the village's treasure as well. And then he asks, by the way, is your treasure this ship? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, this... This is not the Luffy I know. Indeed not. Yeah. He is not, but I like him. <laughs> uh, Luffy decides he's going to smash and sink Galley's treasure. And Jason, what does he do? Oh, he he sticks up his leggy real far. 
way way up. We get way we way get the up. very first uh, appearance of the gum gum battle axe. <laughs> uh, he brings it crashing down and splits Galley's ship in two. Uh, Galley, hanging on for dear life to his scuttled ship, proclaims, "Someday I'll set out to find you, and I'll definitely kill you, Straw Hat Luffy. Remember this." And Luffy asks, "Why do I have to remember you?" And kicks Galley into the sea. <laughs> I, that's my favorite that's, fucking panel. That's, yeah. oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> he kicks him through two boats. <laughs> that line is so good. That's two more boats than you expect people to get kicked through, generally. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of mentality I want to take with some, with any, like, I don't know, internet dingus trying to start an argument from the wrong side. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the kind of acting in bad faith shit. That we're yeah. just like... Mm-hmm. Luffy says, from the start to the end, you're the one who came and started a fight. Why do I have to remember you? (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Icon. Mm -hmm. God bless. Uh, In the end, Luffy left behind the village's treasure and then some, telling them that the galley spoils wouldn't fit in his dinghy anyway. Uh, Silk stands at the port, watching Luffy sail off, thinking about peace mains. Uh, Luffy, adding galley's Jolly Roger to the top of his mast, Sets off looking for peace mains to join his crew. Luffy, so those are just the trophies of the pirates he's defeated. Yeah, Lu- Luffy <laughs> collecting other people's Jolly Rogers and heaping them on his ma- his own mast <laughs> of like the of the mast of the Proto Mary as trophies. <laughs> like that th- that is a look. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it and it speaks to like the thing that we've noticed about Luffy is that like he cares about these symbols of identity. Yeah. yeah. He cares about flags and hats and and treasures. Uh, we flash forward to a number of years from now, when a grown-up Luffy has a crew of his own. And aboard that ship are both Galley and Silk, calling Luffy their captain. I love this one-panel redemption arc so much. <laughs> so good! <laughs> just, Wait, I how love did this happen? Galley just hanging out, just ready <laughs> to be part of the crew. I wonder if that means anything for Buggy's future. Oh, you know, Im- impossible! <laughs> Buggy, Buggy the clown could never could never accept someone else. Not the great pirate Buggy. At least that's what he, he was thinking of at clown. the time. He's very funny. He did the whole <laughs> bit where he pretended to be Chopper with Robin's hands. <laughs> L- we love that. Luffy with a with a, a beard is also is yeah. also quite a look. Yeah, Luffy yeah. with Sanji's little little beard. Like the concept yeah. of Luffy getting older is is actually like not <laughs> something I really have room for in my head. No, my brain did not read that as Luffy. No, I thought it was like, Shanks actually. Yeah, I was we were, like, like, oh, Shanks got his hat back. Briefly getting a glimpse of Shanks. Great, <laughs> right. but uh, it's kind of great now that I'm. I'm thinking yeah, about like it. the the first iteration of the first chapter of One Piece. We get a time skip panel. <laughs> so, love that. Th- things actually. to come. And a flash forward. That was an X mark. <laughs> yeah. Flash forward gets a gets noise gutters. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a new border panel I'm not well, used to. Yeah. My, I, Does I it mean a, tragedy? Yeah, I don't have a field guide for these gutters yet. <laughs> what does it <Yeah>. mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Uh, we're told by the narrator, Straw Hat Luffy, the name of that pirate, gaining fame in this sea is a story for another time. And that's the end of version one of Romance Dawn. What'd you guys think? I'm glad that Whitebeard's mustache was more filled out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this so this is like a proto-Whitebeard, right? 
proto white beard, proto buggy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Alveda. A little yeah. bit of yeah. It's it's definitely, huh? It's definitely interesting because it feels like Luffy is taking on almost like almost both Luffy and Shanks as a role sometimes where he's mm-hmm. the idea of chapter one romance Dawn in the official manga is like Luffy's a hothead who's all about his pride and Shanks is like eh, don't worry about it <laughs> and in this Luffy is kind of kind of like a, a little bit free-spirited about that as well he's just like eh, you know I'm not too hung up about these things which which I honestly dislike more as a as a, I, I'm so glad that we got like yeah Luffy I, as a hot headed kid who got to learn from like yeah. a chill adult yeah as opposed to like a mercurial person who might be a toxic masculinity one day might be chill the next <laughs> who knows yeah well yeah well I'll talk more about it once we get through the second one but I I like this Luffy much much less yeah like he's yeah he very different actually like in ways that aren't obvious at first. He's a he's a little more impish, in a way. <laughs> like especially when when he smashes uh, Galley's galley, um, where it, 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 there's almost like a conniving quality to to it's like well, I'm gonna break your toys now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will destroy. Yeah, what as you opposed love. to I want you to stop hurting my friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not returning things to zero like the Luffy we know does. It's kind of returning things to like negative one for the bad guy. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I get my hat back and everyone gets their treasure back and more. And also I break your ship and you can't fix that. And I punch you through it and then I leave. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, he says this is all because like that he started it, but he's got a pretty big collection of flags there. He does. Like, <laughs> you could assume that He's got them all in similar ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you guys like the art style in this one? How'd it strike you? It's good. I mean, the, I... the quality of the art is is very high. Um, these were both drawn before the beginning of One Piece that we know, right? Yeah. That's these weird were both, to me. These were both drawn when he was an assistant on Rurouni Kenshin. Uh huh. Yeah, the, and I feel I, like that shows in this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the yeah, art in this, from a technical perspective, is better than at the, than beginning, the beginning of One, of one piece. piece. And I think I that's think, a bad thing. Yeah, I think it, it's a little overiterated. You it, know it's what I mean? it's very it precise. Very clean. Yeah, 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 clean lines. Uh, it doesn't have as much humanity to it as the beginning of One Piece is. Like with yeah. with how goofy the, the beginning of One Piece is. Like <laughs> I. I've noticed this when I look at a lot of web comics, and I've and talked to web comic people where a lot of people feel like when they start something that's serialized or is going to be long running, they want really to absolutely if they if this is their maiden voyage, really, they kind of want to put their best foot forward stylistically and make sure everything is as clean and and noodled out as possible. And I think that's to the detriment of the work. Yeah, and for Luffy's yeah, like, presentation in particular, for me. I feel like most um, webcomics you can look at, especially long-running webcomics you look at, and like, if if you go, oh, what's this webcomic? And you're on, you know, day 
1000 <laughs> yeah. and you click back to what's the first one look like right. oh this is completely different <laughs> how did we get here mm -hmm. yeah. which i mean you i've seen the uh advice a lot of if you want to get better at drawing make a webcomic because you're forcing yourself to draw yeah you're gonna be day. drawing every day <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and i think that's that becomes a problem for some people when like They've got a long-running webcomic that they want to actually, like, print. And then it becomes like, well, do I go back and, like, redraw the early stuff so that it matches the mm -hmm. current stuff? Or, oh. like, do you leave it that, for posterity? That's crazy talk. Like, you don't do like, that. That's yeah. the Disneyland light bulb changing <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah. Where once you're done changing around the far end of the park, it's time to start at the beginning again. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, what do you guys think of... Peace mains and Morganeers as a concept. Really fascinating. Definitely an idea that like persists into One Piece. But yeah, it's was, very present. Just but was not... it was de it was deformalized. Yeah, it's not yeah. verbalized, yeah. which I also think yeah. is a good thing. And I and I feel like it's a little. I feel like the way it's used here is a little more restricting mm -hmm. than absolutely. Yes, than the the it's because it's not defined in current One Piece. You're you're not looking. When you meet someone, of, are like, you a peace okay, man or an organier? Right, right. Yeah, it allows on for the that one gray hand, area. On the one hand, it's it's relieving to me to like see like okay, yes, this is a distinction that Oda has had in his mind, and because there's been a part of my heart that's been afraid of like okay, is Luffy like still <laughs> intending to do pirating at some point? <laughs> um, are we gonna are we gonna pillage? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, like, yeah, it is really restricting because it doesn't leave room for the people who think that they are peace mains and mm -hmm. are, like, preserving justice. And it doesn't leave room for the people who are working for the Navy. And it doesn't leave room for um, just, you know, so many things. Yeah. It, I will say, I, I, I don't like this version nearly as much, but I am interested, because Zoda is Oda, um... Mm -hmm. I am interested to know what this version would have been like if he yeah. had continued it more uh, from more fr closely to this version. Like, because you know he would have eventually dug way down in and developed the concept and where the names came from and you know, like what the tradition traditions of these two you know ideologies are. Like, I, I would have been interested to see where he went with it, even if I like the what we ended up getting more. So while that first one very much a prototype for One Piece. Uh, this next one, to me, is one of the fluffiest chapters he's ever written. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's almost nothing to the second one, to me. Yeah. It, it feels kind of like... And he, he says this in, in the thing at the end, that yeah. like, he's essentially been working on this story since, like, seventh grade or right. something. Yeah. God, it's and, and literally his life's I, work. That is I fascinating. Feel, yeah. I feel like I had... Although, I mean, <clears throat> obviously not to this extent because I still haven't done anything with it. But I have a, <laughs> a story that I was working on <clears throat> that I did like a couple drafts of and then kind of got to a point where I felt kind of stuck on one of them. And I said, OK, I'm just going to I'm going to start over here and took the same characters and just went in a completely different, like changed so much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then like got to a certain point in that draft and went that eh, this is weird <laughs> <laughs> and like went back and i feel like that's what this is of like 
you've been telling the same story in your head forever and you're gonna like go at it from a different angle just to see what happens yeah it also feels like to me that this is him deliberately not showing his hand yeah he says that too yeah because yeah i guess there's there's i don't know because of how these were published yeah like this one appeared in the same magazine that one piece would eventually appear in so he didn't necessarily want to give away all of his good stuff for chapter one yeah in this uh prototype whereas that first one was very much him trying to flesh out the idea Mm -hmm. but we begin version two with monkey d luffy again waking up from a nap sailing alone in his dinghy it all begins he hates being he (laughs) hates being alone uh suddenly a large panda colored bird crash lands in his boat what pandemonium? Uh, its beak made a big hole in his dinghy, and it starts flooding with water. <laughs> Luffy also notices the bird is injured on its chest. Uh, suddenly, a huge ship sails up to him. A woman aboard calls out to Balloon, telling it to fly far away, but Luffy holds it down, uh, wanting it to take responsibility for the hole in his boat. The pirate captain of the large ship tosses a rope ladder down to Luffy, asking him to bring the bird aboard the ship with him. Anne, the woman who was calling out to the bird, is tied to the mast of the ship while the pirates cage the bird. And Luffy just casually hangs out near Anne, asking her what's going on. <laughs> and uh, Anne is blue-haired Nami. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, and she, it, it's like if, it looks like Nami, but like if the core element of Vivi's character was her connection to Karu. Yeah. <laughs> rather than being a princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also sort of interesting. Especially since we just watched Strong World. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, see yeah. Nami with electric <laughs> Karu. Yes. Uh, she tells him the bird, Balloon, was shot by the captain of this ship, Six-Sided Spiel, who is allegedly a black magic user. Black magic? He looks absolutely ridiculous. He's a lot. He has a long clownish face with six stubby pigtails coming out of his head and two buck teeth like a cartoon hippo. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a piece I just, of shit. I love him. Mm-hmm. I, I like all the weird people in One Piece and I like that that's there from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, that, that level of imagination, that very specific kind of imagination was always there. Mm-hmm. I found the treat of seeing the animated version of, uh-huh. of Spiel in uh, seeing what he looked like in color. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Uh, he, that, so, each pigtail is a different color, and the stripes <laughs> on his front are in are each a different color, a la Joseph and the Technicolor Barbershop Quartet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the anime version of this is especially fun because of how they repurpose all of the voice actors also. Really? <laughs> um, huh. So, Nami gets to voice Anne. Um, oh. But Brooke's voice actor gets to voice Spiel. <laughs> Oh, which is very fun. That's good. Uh, Luffy tells him he has a funny head. And this is a death sentence aboard Spiel's ship. Mm-hmm. Ah, pretty buggy. Yep. Yep. Uh, Luffy and Anne are both imprisoned in the brig below deck to be dealt with later. I was just noticing that a lot of like Luffy's interstitial faces of like kind of being confused by something or frustrated by something are more reminiscent of like current One Piece to me. Uh-huh. Just the Hmm. Or saying something like, it's the sea, as he looks out of window. <laughs> just, <laughs> just 
just uh, appreciating the view. Yeah. Uh, Anne, frustrated with Luffy, explains that she's grown up with Balloon as her best friend for as long as she can remember. He's her treasure, if you will. Uh, She asks Luffy what he was doing alone out at sea in a tiny boat, and he explains that he was on the hunt for other peace mains to join their crew. Which is very different. Yeah, that's uh, that's inconceivable. What? Yeah. That was the most jarring thing of this entire (laughs) thing of, like, excuse me? What? Uh, we get the same explanation about Peace Mains and Morganeers in this version. And we begin a very different Luffy origin flashback. Yes. This time featuring Grandpa Garp in the role of Shanks, complete with straw hat. And complete with him yeah. being a pirate. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, really what? interesting. Mm-hmm. It still has the theme of, like, Luffy seemingly not wanting to be the man Garp wants him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the opposite this time <laughs> Right, exactly Garp tried his best to convince Luffy to grow up to be a pirate But Luffy showed no interest He did eat the gum gum fruit that Garp stole from an enemy ship though And his grandfather had to tell him that doing so would cause him to never be able to swim This time it has the swirlies uh, Luffy, unable to hide it any longer Revealed that he did actually want to be a pirate like his grandpa But because he couldn't swim, he pretended not to, and now that he'll never be able to, the harsh truth is setting in. Oh no. Uh, Garp consoled Luffy in the only way Garp knows how, punching him in the head. (laughs) And Luffy literally refers to him as that violent old grandpa. Yeah. Even still, (laughs) Luffy looks back fondly on this memory, telling (laughs) Anne that this straw hat, worn by that violent grandpa, is his treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Which we must note. We We must note, Shanks did not engage in any of this nonsense. (laughs) Uh, After an incalculable amount of time passes, Luffy gets bored and decides to leave the brig. Anne tells him there's no possible way to get out, but Luffy already did. (laughs) <laughs> somehow reaching the key across from the cell. And I like I like this aspect of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's fun in the version that we got to immediately see what the gum gum fruit did to him mm-hmm. with Shanks. Um, but I like this slow buildup also. Yeah. Of like, and, well, what? how did he reach that key? Yeah. Um, and Luffy's attitude of, like, like he doesn't spill the beans and there is a buildup because it just doesn't occur to him to to, to bring it Mention up. Mention what a gum gum fruit does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's just it's 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 irrelevant to him. Uh, she asks if he can use black magic too, and he tells her no, though it may be something similar. Uh, Anne heads off to rescue Balloon, but Luffy refuses to help, deciding <laughs> instead to look for a boat to sail away on. He doesn't try to forcibly befriend her. <laughs> this. This man is not my captain. She's not a peace man. This is not my monkey D. Luffy. He's not going to join her crew. No. Because he's not a captain. (laughs) Uh, While Luffy collects a dinghy and food, Anne goes above deck, challenging Spiel and his men to let Balloon go. She manages to overpower one of the pirates in a sword fight and asks Spiel to keep his word to let Balloon free. Uh, Spiel burns the man alive with his magic power for losing to Anne. Which well, he does have. Him. Yeah. Like, just, just straight up, he is just a wizard. <laughs> he is a wizard. He has magic. <laughs> All right. Uh, and he tosses her the key to Balloon's cage. However, when she goes to rescue her friend, Spiel shoots her in the back, mocking her for trusting a pirate. 
This panel is, this is the most Oda One Piece panel <laughs> yep. out of yes. the like, entirety oh, of these two things. Ah, this man is Ichiro Oda. <laughs> yeah. uh, Luffy reaches the top deck and again mocks the shape of Spiel's head. Enraged, the pirate captain shoots Luffy, but because he's a rubber man, he is of course fine. Same panel. Same panel. <laughs> yep. Good panel. Very good panel. If it ain't broke. Uh, Spiel, using his magic, summons a big hammer to smash Luffy, but that doesn't work either. After Luffy displays his gum gum powers to wallop on Spiel, Pirate Captain takes to the sky on a broom, with Balloon in tow on a leash. And then he sinks his own ship to escape. Anne rescues Luffy from drowning and explains that Balloon is the last known rock. Birds said to carry magical blood, which must be what Spiel is after. Uh, Luffy decides to pay her back by rescuing her treasure. He wraps himself around the mast of the ship like a tetherball and then rockets off to catch Spiel. He just lands, perches on the back of his flying broomstick. (laughs) Uh, When Spiel tries to push him off, Spiel makes the mistake of touching the straw hat. The reaction is a little... Uh, a little chilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's a little oversized all of a sudden. Yeah. But it is it is followed up by a genuinely fantastic <laughs> moment. <laughs> yes. Uh, Luffy crushes his wrist, frees balloon, and tells Spiel, it'll arrive soon. Spiel asks, What will? And Luffy says, My right hand. <laughs> Which this whole time so good. Yes. has been flying so all the way here from back where it was wound up at the at the village. <laughs> uh, Luffy smashes Spiel in the face, sending him team rocketing away. And he Balloon says, <laughs> uh, And Balloon carries Luffy back in his mouth. Which is another so... panel that he had in his mind's eye all the way back then. <laughs> He just loved the, that idea so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love... This is a very understated passing of the straw hat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brief flashback of Garp and Luffy, where Garp explained to Luffy that real treasure isn't diamonds, gold, or silver, and that he'll understand what it is someday. And then just plops the hat on him. Uh, and reunites with Balloon calling out to Luffy that she hopes he can become a peace man someday. And Luffy, sailing off, assures her that he will. And the narrator reads, A few years later, a pirate named Straw Hat Luffy built up a reputation in these seas. Hmm. So any other thoughts for this one? Hey, well, I mean, I, I like the fact that magic magic is just real. Yeah, it's just there's just also magic. I like that the villain mm-hmm. is just a wizard. <laughs> Well, we don't know good. if it's magic or, like, devil fruitery. You know? He ate the whiz whiz fruit. <laughs> oh, that's a very mm. bad name. He does display <laughs> very different powers from one another. Yeah. Like, yeah. he catches a man on fire, he summons weapons, and then also flies on a broomstick. Yeah. <laughs> which witch fruit? Is that better? <laughs> it might be. It is better. Which yeah. fruit is that? Ah. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the we get this. The characterization of Luffy is quite consistent uh, between both of these. It's, it's partly the way he's drawn, but also just like he—he's a lot more full of himself. He—he <laughs> yeah. he thinks he's really cool. He—he um, <laughs> mm-hmm. he is very self-satisfied at the the ass kickings that he beats out. 
He's more of an only child and less of like <laughs> a younger brother. That's, that's true. Inter- it's interestingly Ooh, that's put, good. yeah. But I, I really do not like it. Like he's he's much less likable. He feels like much more of a shonen hero in this, for my money anyway. Mm-hmm. Luffy in in One Piece is first off he is completely without ego. Like things that he does are entirely for their own sake. Uh, and also for how they can, in, in they're, they're for how they contribute to his, you know, his overall principles. But right. like he really takes no pleasure in anything other than like you know eating and, and spending time <laughs> with his friends, partying. Yeah, yeah, like that. That it really is what it is. It's all just for the sake of that. He wants to, you know, what he what brings him joy is spending time with his friends and and seeing exciting new things and and so on and like like like. Luffy in One Piece takes no... He does not revel in violence. Uh, and this, this this Luffy likes kicking people's asses a little much for me. <laughs> yeah. He does like a violence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I am again happy to see the bullet ricochet panel back again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I find that very charming of like, this is stuck in your mind so deeply. This is the visual that will communicate what I want it to. Exactly, yeah. Uh, At the same time, like, tickled at the recognition of a dear friend, but also, like, this really is the only woman you can draw, huh? (laughs) Um, At Silk and Anne. Um, Well, this isn't the only... This isn't the only woman he can draw for too long, eventually it'll be the same woman, but with a much bigger bust and smaller waist. <laughs> sure. it's, thank you. Correct. Art, he's, <laughs> he's develops as an artist. He has a character arc, I think. I, <laughs> there's a character arc in there somewhere, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I say character arc, and my hands are doing the little hourglass, like you. <laughs> <laughs> It is good to see that by the time we get to Amazon Lily, um, that Oda's repertoire of girl shapes has vastly expanded. Yeah. But he shows that he can do it when he wants to. It, he just yeah. doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, but he just wants to draw like this lady. I don't know if that's better or not. <laughs> I don't yeah. either. Yeah. I feel like also aside from Kokoro, like most of them are not really like fleshed out characters no they're background characters or like one-off visual gags or something Mm -hmm. Uh, any other thoughts for this look back on romance dawn i'm interested that garp has pretty much the exact same face yeah that that is neat to see that garp who didn't show up until 400 chapters into the manga was already pretty much designed from the beginning yeah yeah sometimes it'd be like that (laughs) Mm mm-hmm or it could just be that he decided to, at that point, include a grandpa character and said, well, I already have one, so. <laughs> I, have a, I have a grandpa in the chamber already. <laughs> I have a, a, a the grandpa chamber. <laughs> Whoa. And there's the episode title. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? Because I do have a slightly different segment than I usually do at the end of these. Yeah, Hello. let's hear it. Okay. Are you guys ready for reverse X marks? Well, uh, yeah. What's the opposite of an X? <laughs> a C? A plus? These are all X marks for things that we have already seen in One Piece. 
I decided I just wanted to pick out details that I could find that he decided to keep for the actual publication of One Piece. Uh, huh. I'll be an easy so, way to fill up my yeah. dock. Well, no, yeah, no real reason to write any of these down, but if oh, you guys can okay. think of any as we go either, feel free to shout them out. Uh, but the ones that I wrote down were, obviously, what treasure means. Big, important yeah. idea from the beginning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, a crescent moon pirate. Mm-hmm. Stealing Jolly Rogers. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you're right. Foxy's uh, important after all. Foxy, Foxy. Foxy is is lore critical. Got him. <laughs> Can't skip it anymore. Uh, the best three. A pirate orphan. Mm-hmm. Sins of the father. Whoa. <laughs> uh, if you didn't do it, I was already going to put that in. I know. Do it anyway. <laughs> I'll I'll try to sync them up. Yeah, <laughs> I would put in like just like kind of the image of a community tr- trying to defend itself against like encroachment and extortion. Yeah, it really feels like the mm-hmm. like the first couple uh, sequences of One Piece. Yeah, uh, the the atmosphere of the town, and, and like Orange Town, and even Kokoyashi. Exactly. Yeah, the atmosphere mm-hmm. of the first town in Romance One. Mm-hmm. Uh, a swordswoman fed up with not being taken seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, splitting a boat in two. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, a pirate captain sensitive about his looks. Yep. Oh, yeah. Very buggy-esque. Garp's fist of love. Yeah. And Luffy in a bird mouth. <laughs> 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 Can you guys think of any others? I mean, you kind of nailed it. Luffy Thematically. What, what, I mean, I guess we could just say that? also Peace Mains and Morganeers just conceptually. Yeah, the spirit is now, alive. Yeah, in my brain now, whenever I meet whenever I meet some new pirate person, I'm like, are you going to be a Peace Main or a Morganeer? <laughs> what's the, mm-hmm. what's the deal? It's the goofus and gallon of One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess just like the idea of Morgan as an antagonist mm-hmm. uh, like was was eventually... Uh, right. somewhere with mm-hmm. I'm glad um, that like main one piece complicates things with the world government and the navy because like you think about Morganeers and like you know people don't pillage for no okay maybe some people pillage for no good reason but like <laughs> it, as Jason is so fond of saying you know economic insecurity <laughs> is the root of all evil yeah mm-hmm. right, yeah. right yeah and you know not everybody's free to be a peace main <laughs> right um, and i i'm just i'm glad to see that that dichotomy established and then complicated and i mean this is the first this really isn't the first iteration of romance dawn this is the first iteration of romance dawn that we've been shown yeah <laughs> that's true you right, know yeah. there, we have this... no idea how many of these he made just for himself yeah. yeah, this mm-hmm. could be, you know, this could be just a handful of sketches somewhere, a journal entry somewhere. It's it's good to see a thought pro- like a, a continuing thought process worked out and iterated piece by piece, some might say, <laughs> if you will. And and the idea of like details being whittled down, what to keep, what not to keep, bird in the mouth, definitely keep it. Um, <laughs> but like, you know what That's I mean? It's, it, I love I love watching people like go through the motions again and see what they do different 
It's kind of like how most of the Metal Gear Solid games are just remakes of Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> like well, Metal Gear 2 like was watching... a remake of Metal Gear, and Metal Gear Solid was a remake of Metal Gear, and Metal Gear Solid 2 was especially a remake of Metal Gear. <laughs> it, it makes me think of like watching Sports Night after watching The West Wing. Oh, and, wow. Like seeing yeah. Eric and, Aaron Sorkin... You know, developing his like character ideas and his his witty repartee. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can see you can see the bones. Um, and I'll I'll hey I'll toot some horns. I'll extend that to us. You can see because <laughs> we're you know we're talking about One Piece, but we're also all of us on this in this room here, well, virtual room, are coming off of like two plus ish years of podcasting about dragon ball z week yeah. by week yeah and mm -hmm. you know you can listen to those episodes and these episodes and you can see you know what was whittled down and and what sort of energy was kept and and refined can i put myself on blast real quick please <laughs> in regards to that it's healthy once to in a while because i was just listening to an old destructive discourse just because just to just sure. to listen to it again. Very old, like episode 8 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Ooh, um, those are some like of my favorite episodes, Saiyan honestly, saga. the really early ones. Yeah, <laughs> um, but why did I, at the start of every episode, go to such lengths to describe what we were doing? It's not that hard of a concept to grasp. <laughs> but every single time I would like say, we're watching Dragon Ball Z. Not Kai, all of Dragon Ball Z. Every episode, <laughs> even the filler. And like, yeah, we, and, we get it, guy. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where then I started to do it for, like, uh, GT and now original Dragon Ball. Because I'm like, well, it's it's part of the ritual, and if do I don't say the magic words, the spell will don't, fail. But we, we basically still do that, though, right? Like, we explain... Sure, but it is, it's been streamlined, I think. Yeah. To I guess. just saying, I, I we think, read a volume, this is the volume. And more natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, I don't remember if I've said this on the podcast before, but, like... I, I really like re-listening to those old episodes, but it's actually genuinely difficult for me to do so a lot of the time. Same. <laughs> because we don't do the quote intros. Sure. <laughs> Specifically oh. because of that. Like the intros feel so stilted and yeah. <laughs> and 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 dull <laughs> without that I... those quote intros. I I like the pre quote intros. It's a it's a no man's land, it's chaos. It's <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's I was never the royale. first. I was never the first one, and I was never the last one usually. So I was just like I had to to keep that ball up in the air, see what <laughs> see see what usually Matt was gonna like <laughs> throw at me, or sometimes mostly Dave, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, Jason. Yeah. Do you have a star chart for us? I sure do. I uh, I, I I told you um, earlier today, giving you no further detail. I just mm -hmm. asked you. Leo or Libra? Sight unseen. <laughs> and and you chose Libra. Uh, and I'll tell you that you've chosen me to read for Six-Sided Spiel. <laughs> Great. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, no... I, I The other choice would have been uh, Crescent Moon Galley, who mm -hmm. would have been Leo. Um, so either way, way, either way, we were getting a buggy. Oh, yeah. And either way, neither of these have canonical birthdays, so I had to go with manga debut date for these. <laughs> oh, another, another throwback to Destructo Discourse. <laughs> Old-fashioned. Mm -hmm. Old-fashioned. Six-Sided Spiel debuted on September 23rd, 1996. Megan and Libra. 
and uh, uh, six-sided spiel, here is what the stars have to say about you this week. It's time for you to come out of hibernation. <laughs> Shake off the blues and come into the light. Today's the day to play and have fun. <laughs> You'll find that the mood of the day is lighthearted and jovial, so be the first with a joke or a silly story to tell. Do what you can to make others laugh. Let that fire within you burn at its brightest. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Indeed. Because he, he lit a guy on fire. Um, he did. He did do that. He did do it's that. the fire outside you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, oh, my goodness. Uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who tunes into this show every week. And I hope that you join us again next week when we embark for the new world. Finally. <gasps> it's time oh, to get back yeah. into it. Three days have passed. <laughs> three, yeah, <laughs> three days and two years. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so excited. So we're going to yeah. catch up with all of our friends and see how they're doing. Time skip fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have not read ahead. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but somehow have resisted. <laughs> but until then, uh, Jason, where can our yeah. Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Hey, you can find me uh, on twitch.tv slash jcavs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. Um, and also you can uh, find me and various Nakama here um, every other Wednesday uh, uh we uh, release an episode of Destructo Discourse Origins, the original Dragon Ball rewatch podcast. Because uh, we did we it in such a goofy order. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Z, GT, back to, uh, back to OG, you know. Maybe Super Someday. Super's coming Super's... back, apparently. Yeah, Super apparently is coming back. So, uh, 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 put a pin in. That's an X mark, children. <laughs> uh, Melissa. Hey, uh, I do things sometimes, not as much recently, but, you know, just in case. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch as Christia, uh, K-R-I-S-T-A-I-A. Um, and, hey, you know what else I do? My dog has an Instagram. <laughs> yes. Why not? Um, Check it out. You can check her out at Super Golden Kara. That's Kara K A R A, like Supergirl. <laughs> yes. Dave. I am Scythe, P S Y T H E, on Archive of Our Own. I sometimes post fanfiction. And Theo. I don't do much on the internet, but if you happen to be in or around Dayton, Ohio, you can come to the Black Box Improv Theater. Uh, we have shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I perform Thursdays and sometimes Fridays. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter, at MealPeace, and pin there as an invitation to join our fan Discord, where you can come talk about the latest podcast episode that's been released and usually the volume that we read in it. Um, but we also have an extensive spoiler section to come and talk about the remainder of the series, uh, which... I imagine very soon is going to be a hot spot again <laughs> as One Piece resumes its ongoing nature. <laughs> it's endless march. It's God, endless I can't march. wait to join you there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so frightened. If you'd like to have your email read on the show, you can send it to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. And I would appreciate it if you could rate and review the show on your podcast service of choice and make it a five star rating so that all of the One Piece fans of the world can find us and enjoy it. One for each sale stolen by Luffy. <laughs> <laughs>
This has been Piecemeal. Keep dreaming.